Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. Today we are reviewing a movie, a highly anticipated movie that I've been talking about for weeks that Tyler has been waiting to see, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I Look, man, I didn't think it was going to be a good movie. I didn't. You told me the name. I said, why the fuck are they making this? After watching it, I know why they made it. Sorry, Chip Indale, not Chip and Dale. No, 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 just an in apostrophe in um a remake reboot of the famous 1990s um chippendale cartoon um riley's uncle ricky was outraged by this he grew up in the, the early 90s cartoons and whatnot he was not happy he's gonna be even more upset when he listens to the post malone uh remake mm. of the chippendales yeah. intro song um but obviously it wasn't it was what the show is, but it's not what the show is. It's kind of like this generation's Who Framed Roger Rabbit a little Millie, bit. I mean, he shows up in the movie. <laughs> he does in the in the beginning, and even the opening scene of this movie is kind of a throwback to that. So it's an interesting movie to review. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love the slop. I thought Space Jam 2 was good. Um, not great, but good because of the slop. I love Wreck-It Ralph 2 because of the slop, the property slop. And this has property slop, and I'm here for it. So much of it. <laughs> um, and before that... A new trailer, Thor Love and Thunder, dropped on NBA Western Conference Finals. Um, this first look at gore, yep. more revealing of the plot. Yep. Um, and I'm just fucking stoked, Ty. I'm so stoked for this film. I'm stoked to talk about it. And I'm, I'm just hoping for another banger Marvel movie that can go in my top five rankings after a little bit of a disappointing movie in Doctor Strange. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be fantastic, and uh, we should talk about it. Let's get in the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I don't feel so good. Oh. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Okay, Ty. Thor, Love and Thunder. I know I jumped right in. That was a very quick pause between our Wasn't intro even- and our um actual podcast now i got i I like coming up with questions for you i only got two today i actually was thinking about a bunch when i was i watched the the trailer and then watched the new rock stars breakdown as always Hmm. um thought of more forgot them so i only got two do you want me to start there or do you want your initial thoughts on the trailer which direction do you want to go with this no fire off the fire off the questions gets us talking Okay, well, actually, let's talk about the trailer first. I thought you were going to okay. say the other thing. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of hoping you would say one thing, because these questions are more kind of meta, I guess. Um, Gore the God Butcher. I guess this isn't on my questions list, but I'll just ask you it anyways. Yeah. I know you texted me. You didn't love how he looked. You've changed your mind, right? Because I think he looks fucking badass. In some, I honestly think it's just the one screenshot that everyone's memeing into fucking death right now of him like crying with his teeth all fucking put together. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of funny. But outside of that, like, there's other shots where he looks like a badass. Um, very, very notably, like, the scenes with him and Thor are in black and white. Monochromatic, yeah. Is that the right word? Monochromatic? I, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I took a film class. Sounds pretty fucking sick, though. That's a cool name for it. <laughs> um, he just looks like he's going to be a very imposing badass, and Christian Bale is always going to give a good like performance. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest. 
I would have liked a little more CGI to make him a little more imposing. He doesn't look that scary. He's given off real like Thor Dark World villain vibes where he just looks like a dude. I'm fine with that personally. But my counterpoint to that, even texting you, is Marvel CGI has been dog shit here recently. <laughs> so maybe this was like a, hey, guys, let's just not even fucking bother. Look, I, I'm all for CGI, and they're obviously still going to use CGI. But, like, it's nice to get them a little bit more realistic looking. Like, we, we got Thanos, and we got the freaking Eternals, and we got all the CGI in Spider-Man No Way Home, and we got all the CGI in Doctor Strange. Um, it's nice. Obviously, there's going to be CGI branching off of it and everything. But it's nice to have a more practical look for the character um and i just think the direction they're going to take this character thematically um it looks so badass like you said monochromatic means like um it's um only using one color i wouldn't say that's necessarily what we saw there but it is in the the black and white you know the the mono monotone maybe i don't know no monotone's your voice (laughs) yeah um (laughs) and it just looks sick because there's shots of him just him and he's got the the hazel eyes which i saw some people were theorizing like does he have the same power heimdall has I don't know. I don't think so. But like everything, like his whole planet, whatever, it's all in like this black monotone grayish thing. And like, he looks so broken and his eyes are colorful. And then there's little tidbits of him fighting Valkyrie and Thor. And it's like, he's draining the color from them. And I know I just, I don't know if that's the final fight scene. I saw some people theorizing that it is. I don't think they show us the final fight scene in the trailer. They I do think it that's, a lot, though. I feel, Believe I, it or not, they do it a lot in the trailers. I feel like that's going to be a mid-movie fight scene for a very specific reason, which I'll touch on in question number two. Okay. Um, but I think it's going to start with, like, the color of Thor. Obviously, like, you know, they're going to look normal, and I feel like they're going to fight more and more or whatever, and maybe Gore gets his advantage. You know, there's always the, the hurdle mid-movie that you always have to overcome, and, like, we're going to see it kind of slowly change where Thor and Valkyrie and whoever, Korg, whoever, it like slowly drained of their color and everything. And I, I just think it's going to look so sick. I think the things they could do with him, um, showing some of the scenes of him killing that giant god, you know, that where they took the still from the comics or killing other gods, I think he's going to go into Olympus and just fuck everyone up personally. Oh, Olympus, 100%. That's one time castings. Everyone there is dead. Yeah. <laughs> everyone there is dead. Maybe not everyone, because there is, like, the Black Panther goddess that was in one of the stills, and I think maybe they keep her around. But, like, the Olympians, for sure, I think are dead. Because well, it looks gods. like... He's, he's a god butcher, not a just person butcher. No, for sure. But I if you, like, the, the theory of that scene is, like, it's the Olympians, like, Zeus and all them are kind of the bigger ones. Yeah. And if you look at all the different, like, little sections, the theory is that those are all, like, different quote-unquote gods like as guardians or like, like god olympics where like different versions of gods all, all send their yeah, people like to perform as guardians or the black panther you know kind of goddess thing that they're talking about or maybe like i don't think it's part of the film but maybe when we get the the dvd coming out and people are coming up with stills maybe we see the the moon knight gods are there you know what i mean maybe we get a moon knight egyptian god yeah. just in one of the little things kind of like like the united nations where the olympians are like the, the main lead so I think the Olympians are dead. I think Gore is going to show up maybe after Thor, while Thor's there. I don't know. And Zeus is fucking dead. Yeah, Russell Crowe <laughs> as Zeus is not going to last long. <laughs> he's he's fucking dead, and I think it's going to look sick as hell. I I have a feeling that that scene is going to be pretty early on in the movie. I agree. I think we're going to start with Thor and the Guardians because we've seen plenty of that already. He's going to move on from them. We're going to get Gore and like goes with Valkyrie or whatever to this Olympian thing. And then that's when Gore's going to show up and introduce him as the God Butcher yeah. for killing Zeus. Yeah. And it's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be sick as hell. he got a really big sword, looks like. Yeah. Looks like he's going to be doing a lot of... Do we get, like, a beheading? How violent do they make Gore the God Butcher? I don't think that violent. Because that'd be pretty sick. I think we're going to get more, like, like soul-sucking. Like, not actual soul-sucking, oh, but, fuck. like... When he kills someone, like like I said, with his battle on the planet, maybe he kills a god and you like their color fades and we get that kind of like – and then it's like a dead black and white body on the ground. That would look sick if they did it right. I don't hate it. Like you just – like he stabs him or whatever and then like slowly from the inside it's just like turning color. I think I think this movie's going to look really good because I think they're going to use a lot of color and everything that we've already seen. And like even Olympus looks like super fucking bright and, and vibrant. Mm-hmm. And I think this guy's just going to wipe all of that off and this is going to be a very, very – pretty marvel movie yeah and there's questions on how it could tie into the eternals as well because you know i i don't know if it's in the comics but um i'm a little ignorant there so excuse me to any like hardcore comic fans but like i know there's theories that at least in this film that there could be some connection with him and 
the uh, celestials that maybe a celestial blew up his home planet, you know, and everything. And he was the lone survivor. And that's kind of his vendetta against gods because he views celestials as kind of like these gods because they, they pretty much are, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's why he wants to kill all gods. Who knows? I mean, that would be a good way to tie in. The Eternals is so weird because it's like such this big thing in the MCU that almost trumps everything else. A million percent. And it's yeah. like, how do they handle that with other things? So we'll see. Maybe that does tie in. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I, it'll be interesting to see when they tie that in. Uh, I, I feel like a God Butcher character is a very good way to tie that kind of shit. Yeah, for like sure. This feels like your moment to get that into the connective tissue of the MCU. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're getting more Korg, which I love. Mm. I'm excited for that. My favorite MCU character <clears throat> of all time. Well, question related to Korg. This trailer opens and Korg is sitting around with a bunch of children telling the story mm-hmm. of Thor Odinson. Yeah. Why is he why is he telling the story in past tense? Okay, well, you're potentially leading into a question of mine. My answer right now is going to be if I had to guess that's going to be him in new Asgard telling the story of Thor because Thor's not on world right now. Well, maybe like he's like they're telling the story of Thor and then at the end of the story it's going to be like and Thor showed up or and here's Thor and Thor's going to show I don't know. Okay. Okay. Because I even this the line where he said like when he's like oh and he was the one and only Thor and then it shows Jane Foster that maybe that's not part of his narration to the kids maybe he's just narrating like Thor going from pretty much what happened in Endgame and then getting ripped and then Thor shows up and that's how we start on New Asgard I don't know how would you feel if this movie is narrated by Korg the entire time I'd be fine with anytime that. they change locations anything it's just cut to Korg talking to the children. And, like, big action sequence. I think it would take away from it, but I'd be fine with big it. Big action sequence cuts away because a kid asks Korg a question. Again, take away from it, but I'm fine with it. Okay. Um, I can't wait to get my third Korg Funko Pop um, <laughs> when when they eventually drop. Um, and besides that, I mean, we got Valkyrie in it. We got Jane Foster, things we already knew. It's going to yeah. be interesting with, you know, Asgard. New Asgard has turned into a tourist destination. There was a golf course. There was cruise ships. There was all this stuff. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that and what that means. Um yeah. I think the, th- the the Jane Foster character is intriguing. I like that it's the broken Mjolnir because there's a scene where, like, she throws it and it, like, splits into different pieces. Mm-hmm. Pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty sick. Yeah. And not not a multiverse thing, so that's good. Uh, my two questions, Ty. Number one, so Beta Ray Bill is totally in this, right? Mm, I don't know. Because that was an early theory that he was in that one scene with the th- where it's weirdly framed where it's Thor and Korg kind of staring up at something and there's like an empty space for a third person. We've talked about that before. Yeah. I think he's in this for part of the reasons with maybe question number two, but I, I just feel like this is the perfect time to introduce him. You know, Thor, maybe it's on Olympus. Um, I don't, I know I looked it up in the past, Beta Ray Bill's like exact uh, background, um, but this feels like a perfect time to introduce him and have him kind of help with Gore and use Stormbreaker and kind of, you know, do that so i think this is the perfect time for it my only concern is introducing a new thor already in jane foster does it become too like messy adding another version of thor we had three spider-men they they did do that you're not (laughs) wrong there um so maybe it's a post-credit thing which leads into question two is what are the chances of thor dying in this movie Mm. and this is it for for chris slash liam hemsworth which one is it chris for chris hemsworth I know he said in the past he'll do it forever. Yeah. He's the only one to get four movies. Yep. He looks yoked as fuck. I mean, he's in the best shape I think any human has ever been in. Now, there's there's multiple ways to go about this. Number one, what are the chances of Thor dying in this movie? Like, what if he dies? What if that, that fight on the gore planet, he actually does die? But that's like the mid-movie fight. And the second half of the movie is like Jane and maybe Beta Ray Bill. Trying to revive him. I don't know. I don't fucking, you know, what if there's something like that, though? Or is it the beginning arc for Jane Foster's Thor and she takes over the franchise? That's the other. Yeah. Does he die and they transition to Jane Foster and or Beta Ray Bill? You know, Beta, maybe he's like a sidekick. I don't know. And it's like Beta Ray with the with the Stormbreaker. And this reminds me of Foster with the hammer. What's the other plot point you were pushing? Oh, that Spider-Man is in. Sonyverse or hey, something? it's still possible, man. Who knows? They could set that up in, in, uh, into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Or whatever that one's called. No, I I hope not because I think that, like, he has, out of everyone, grown the most as a character to be loved by fans more and more with every fucking film that comes out. Yeah. 
Like, it's just been on an upward trajectory, and I don't think that's going to stop in this film. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, him and Taika are a good pairing. He's got very good comedic timing, but he's also very good in the action scenes as his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope this isn't the last we see Thor. I hope so, too, but, like, it, it raises the question of, like, where else does this character go? What else can you really do with him? Obviously, there's a litany of comic book characters he can fight and everything, but, like, yeah. You've you've destroyed his planet. You've killed his brother. You've setting up these seeds to transition to a different version of the character. Like, you know, at some point the character arc does end. You know, and it's ended for for Captain America. It's ended for Iron Man. It's maybe ending for Hulk here soon. However many you know iterations we get of that, is it ending? For, it's ended for Black Widow. Hawkeye. It's eventually going to end with what's her name, Kate Bishop. Like, it could be ending sooner than people think. I don't think you're wrong. I think there is a real possibility that he dies here. I just hope that's not the case. I I mean, he's fucking like hundreds of years old in this universe. Like, yeah, we've only seen this very small percentage of his life. Not his home world got destroyed. They rebuilt <laughs> his yeah. family died. He's got new family now. Yeah, this could just be the beginning of a nap. I'm not calling. Trilogy. I'm not calling for him to die. I'm just saying like. You know, everything runs its course, and I don't know. Maybe he doesn't kill off. Maybe they don't kill him off. Maybe he has to. They, he gets written off, and maybe they eventually bring Loki back to six one six somehow with the Loki series, and that's what brings Thor back. You know what I mean? But like, maybe we see a break in Thor. I don't know. It's interesting. I. It's an interesting thing to think about. Like, what if the next time, and this is just complete spitballing here. What if the next time we see Chris Hemsworth is in Secret Wars in seven years, when that's the next End Game? And it's Jane Foster and Beta Ray Bill squaring off against an evil Thor from a different universe, played by Chris Hemsworth. Pretty sick. It would be pretty sick, but like, I wouldn't mind more Thor properties in between <laughs> that, and then that happens. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just I feel like I don't want it to happen, but I, I have a slight inkling that's the feeling we get, and people are going to be outraged if we get a Thor death at the end of this movie. Yeah, I my one pushback on that is. It seemed like Chris Evans was ready to move on. It seemed like Robert Downey Jr. was ready to move on. Chris Hemsworth has has not had any public appearances or anything where he's like, oh, you know, we'll see what the future holds. Like, he's just like, yeah, I'm all fucking in. <laughs> so I feel like if anything, he may take a back seat and we get a thing like a, a Jane, Jane Mighty Thor focused film with Taika. Mm-hmm. And he's just in the background. He's not the main character anymore. I don't think they'll kill him off, though. I'm trying to find something, but uh, yeah, there was a quote. He said, as long as they'll have me. Maybe they don't want to have him anymore. That's that's possible, but I think right now he's Marvel's biggest character that's still alive in canon outside of Spider-Man, who isn't really theirs. Yeah. I He just seems like the guaranteed money when it comes to these movies right now. Yeah, he said, uh, he said he's done six or seven Thors. That's just not true. Um, oh, movies. He's done four Thor movies. He's done four Thor movies, but then he's done the Avengers where he's that doesn't Thor. count because he he was talking about Tom Holland and said Tom Holland's only done three, but this was before his, the third movie, so I guess that is how he's counting it. Um, he said as long as they'll have me, I'll turn up, but I feel like they might be wa- might be waning that kind of enthusiasm for me to keep going. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I hope not, because him and Taika are a great combo. And I feel like they're going to continue to be a great combo in this. And I want to see more of them. I do too, Ty. I do too. I'm just saying, I, I just have a, I have a bad inkling about this. I, like, as of right now, he's my favorite character. Chris did say in an interview that Thor 4 isn't a send-off and isn't the end for his character. Good. Very that's good. exactly the kind of thing you say if it is a send-off. No, that's, I mean, that's just, they were not saying that in Endgame. They weren't saying, hey, no send-offs here. <laughs> <laughs> They're very much saying this is the end of the road. I don't know. I think you sell more tickets if Thor dies in this, if you kind of tease that Thor might die in this. <laughs> if he's not dying, you don't tease it. But if he is dying, there's inklings. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Ty, you got a synopsis for us? <clears throat> Chippendale live amongst cartoons and humans in modern-day Los Angeles. I didn't realize this was set in L.A. How did you not realize that? I, don't know, I just thought it was like a fake, like Looney Tunes land. They had the, there's they were like in the LA River, Valley, and we get, uh, yeah, I guess. But their lives are quite different now. 
When a former castmate mysteriously disappears, Chippendale must repair their broken friendship and save their friend. Yes. There wasn't a whole lot else to uh So it go turns off. into, you know, they they're not friends anymore. Chip or Dale, one of the two, got a different acting gig, whatever. They had a fallen out. Twenty years in the future. One of their their friends from the original Rescue Ranger show gets kidnapped. It's gonna be turned into a bootleg movie. And they gotta they gotta do do an investigation. And they gotta figure out well, they kind of know the whole time who snatched him. But they gotta figure out how to save him. Yeah. Where he's at and how to save their friend. Um incredible voice cast. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this. Andy Sandberg, John Mullaney, Will Arnett. I don't is Kiki Lane the police officer chick in anything else? I don't know. I don't know. She's fourth build. Eric Bana, do you know who that is? No. Very notable role? No. Early two thousands incredible Hulk. Okay. Keegan Michael Key. The bad Hulk. Yes. Tim Robinson, J.K. Simmons, Seth uh Rogan. Did you say J.K. Simmons? Yeah. Yeah, and there's also um, the girl who voiced some of the original Rescue Rangers. I don't remember her Therese name. Therese McNeil. Yeah. Tress McNeil. Tress McNeil, yep. Uh, some other people. I just don't know them. Uh, the Allstate guy, Dennis Haysbird. Yeah. Voiced Good um, hands guy. the little fly thing. He did. Which I didn't watch original Rescue Rangers. I don't think that fly talked in the original no, Rescue Rangers. No, they said he didn't, yeah. So that's is, the joke, right? Like yeah. He's got this deep. Incredible voice. <laughs> But his whole role was not to talk. <laughs> He's all deep and introspective and stuff. <laughs> um, now, Ty, I just know right off the rip, right away, your favorite scene in this entire movie was the little World of Warcraft character falling and all the Seth Rogen properties talking to him in a Seth Rogen voice and doing the Seth Rogen laugh. You're goddamn right. <laughs> I fucking loved every second. It was just Seth Rogen talking to Seth Rogen, talking to <laughs> Seth Rogen, talking to Seth Rogen. Great meta joke by them. I, I really did enjoy that. That was good. It was fantastic. I here's the deal, Jay. I'd fucking blast with this movie. A blast. I'd fucking blast with this movie. Wow, there was okay. so much meta humor and everything throughout this entire thing. It was just so funny. Really, I really enjoyed this movie. Really, <laughs> yeah. I really, I was laughing throughout. Not, sometimes hearty, but decent chuckles throughout the entire thing. I didn't laugh as much. No, I didn't. <laughs> I really fucking liked What's, it. Did you take notes? No, no, I don't take notes. Ugly Sonic throughout the entire thing. <laughs> fucking fantastic. Just staring at his fucking teeth. So funny. <laughs> uh, just like the the thing where she's like, oh, I sent him a message. And he like fucking goes on this tangent about how he's figuring out what the message is. And they're like, did you get it? And he was like, no, mine involved Thai food. <laughs> it's just like such that straight humor. That was like, what the fuck? Uh, Seth Rogen staring out into nothingness and them not knowing <laughs> that where was he's looking. Funny. So funny. They said he had Polar Express eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Ty. It was so fucking funny. I didn't look like I, I feel bad for this movie because I feel like my score is kind of low, but I don't know. It just it, it certain areas. I guess it just didn't like stand out a lot, but it seems like it stood out a lot to you, Ty. It did. I, did and I'm see, happy for that. Did you see the movie poster for Fast and Furious Babies? <laughs> yes. So fucking funny. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, <laughs> I, I I did um, take some notes, but I only took like four notes. <laughs> Tyler's laughing. <laughs> it's just so, it's such straight humor and everything, and it's just it plays so fucking. Well. I think I just really like Andy Samberg and John Mulaney both. Fair. Like, there's a lot of stuff that they both done. Like, you know, John Mulaney, all the sh- his stand-up specials, Big Mouth and how he plays the characters in that. Um, Andy Samberg, obviously, from, like, The Lonely Island and all the shit he did. And, um, you know, the movies and shit. Like, I really like both of their humor a lot. And it's just, it works so well. Yeah. So I, well. See, I, I understood a lot of the meta joke. I just feel like it wasn't, like, laugh-inducing. But I don't know. Maybe I wasn't in the right mindset. I was laughing throughout. Uh, my notes, the only two I want to mention right now, I only took four. Okay. But the only two I want to mention right now is uh, the little table in the beginning where it was the entire uh, lunch school, and then there was just a tiny little table, and only Chip and Dale were sitting in it. That that was my hardest laugh of the film. I don't know why. Are you kidding me? I, it was just like this cafeteria and then a tiny little table made me laugh a lot. I literally wrote, little table made me laugh. Fuck yeah. Okay. Um, and the other one is um, I liked the meta-ness like you were mentioning. The police captain being bad, like they kind of joked about it, like they teased yeah. a turn, and then it wasn't a turn, but then like they straight up adre- addressed it, yeah, and like made fun of it. Um, I like that. Talked about that with the Nick Cage movie, like when you're making fun of yourself as a movie, it makes it better. Um, 
And also the other example I gave was the, the rescue ranger girl, the little chipmunk girl or whatever, the flying. She had a line that said, I guess my character, my real personality are exactly the same, which it was funny because like Chip and Dale were all different. Like everyone was different from their actual character, but they needed this character to be able to fly a plane or whatever. And she said that line like, oh, I guess my personality and my, you know, my character from the show are exactly the same. And it's like they just needed her to be the same to advance the plot. And they were making fun of it. They're like, fuck it. We'll just roll with it. (laughs) So I I did like that. And just the meta-ness of all, like, you know, the other stuff, too. So And it's like this movie being what it is and them doing the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Got a nice little chuckle out of me. And I appreciate that they mentioned the other very notable movie that's like this. When they go to the cheese guy and he's like, you guys cops. (laughs) Like, he just gets all fucking deep voice and everything. I laughed out loud. (laughs) That was Keegan Michael so Key. So fucking funny. That was Keegan. It's fantastic. Key. I'm surprised Remy wasn't in his little cheese cellar. That's what I, who I was looking for. I, I looked everywhere for it. Didn't see him. I thought maybe you could see him dining in the top like corner in a split second, but I don't know. I didn't think it was him. I didn't see him. Um, I was looking for him though. Okay. But yeah, the the, the cheese guy was pretty funny. It's fucking great. Um, let's jump into the scale tie. Plot slash story. What did you give this <sighs> for plot slash story, Jay? Even Nate. Oh shit. Okay. It's real, real run of the mill. And that's fine. It didn't have to be anything special. Yeah. Uh, but it's very much our friend was kidnapped. We know where he is. We're on a mission to save him. We save him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I gave it a 10, so it's not like I gave yeah. it a high score either. I just, we're, you were raving about it. I wasn't expecting an 8 right off the I rip. didn't say this is an Oscar winning <laughs> movie. I said I had a fucking blast. <laughs> yeah, it's very simple. It, it is the plot of a of a TV show stretched out into an hour and 40 minute movie yeah and it's like they they do a good stuff uh hour 36 they do a good job of filling some of that space but it's not like an hour 36 worth of plot it's like 30 minutes worth of plot i mean if you really think about it it's like he gets kidnapped you know it's fucking adult peter pan you know you know what it is it's like they kind of already saw it like it's just the plot wasn't built for an hour 36 but they they did a decent job they just like get into trouble and it slows them down on their way to saving yeah. their friend yeah which i mean that's it's fine for what this movie needed to be i i don't this movie is a very much like an adult centered kids movie um i i would compare it similar to something like cars where there's just a whole bunch of adult humor and everything throughout what is a kids movie um i think the simple plot lends itself well for it being a kids movie Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, that's just, we're going to be very simple. We don't want anything fucking crazy happening. Like, we're just going to keep on trucking so it's easy to watch with the kids and everything. Despite the fact that a lot of the humor kids won't even get. Yeah. There that's was, fine. like, slapstick humor. Oh, for sure. Though, that'll make yeah, kids yeah. laugh. For sure. But, yeah. It's just an eight. I, I can't give it any higher than that. Yeah. I mean, I did. I gave it a ten. So, uh, maybe that comes from the meta-ness of, like, the police captain being the the actual guy there's actually more more depth to it that i realized afterwards is like he's okay with helping out all this uh bootleg movies because he's just a bootleg gumbo gumby whatever the guy's name is who the police captain do you know who gumby is no oh he's like the green he i think he was like a bbc character i don't know um but he looks just like him but he's green oh. they make a joke in it that he's just a a ripoff gumby okay Sure. And that's why he was okay with helping. No, I don't. I think they made it very clear he wants money. He <laughs> says it. He says, I like money. <laughs> he did. <laughs> it's fucking great. Well, I, Gumby the movie was going to be my random Rotten Tomatoes, but since you don't know Gumby exists, I guess I'll pivot. Okay. Um, I have a backup plan already, though. Um, visual cinematography, tie. I gave this – look, so, you know – Going with cartoons in 3D, you know, um, meshing those two together, it's not new. Um, it's something Who Framed Roger Rabbit did 25 years ago plus, 30 years ago now even. Um, I think Who Framed Roger Rabbit would get a fucking 20 out of 20 if we were alive in 1993 and doing the scale because it was just so groundbreaking. And just that first scene where it's like the the little short of the baby trying to get the cookies or whatever. And then it like pans to the adults and everything. Like if you're a kid watching that for the first time and you don't know, you're like, Oh shit. You know, and this very much did the same exact thing. It started with the rescue Rangers and then pans to the whole set and everything. And then obviously showed Roger Rabbit a homage homage. Yeah. Um, all that being said, I thought it looked fine. I I did think some of the, the stuff didn't look great. Um, just little things I picked up on. That was two of my other notes. There was like when they were in the insurance office, there was like a bull in the background who didn't look fully rendered. It looked kind of like weird. 
And then uh, the explosion when their little like bootleg machine blew up looked really bad. Um, but overall, just the integration between the 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 characters and the humans I thought looked good enough. And they, they used it for comedic effect as well. Like when they're in the apartment the whole time, you think it's like a giant apartment. And then finally the human shows up and it's like this tiny little apartment. Yeah. Um, just shit like that. I gave it a 14. Okay. I... I don't know. I, I agree that Who Framed Roger Rabbit's like a 20 out of 20 for the time, a million yeah. percent. I think what they did with this and looking at it from like a technical production standpoint, you have to have such a team of fucking animators to make all the different animation styles and everything that are throughout this film. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much different shit going on in 2D, 3D. You know, they make a joke like where he's going through the different versions of him. It's like anime and this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'm a little bit higher at, on a 16. Okay. Um, it's still not a great, great score, but I, I think just inner, you know, winding all of those different animation styles and the practical with like the three, not practical, but, um, like lifelike, like blue, the bear being like a fucking actual bear and everything. Yeah. Some of it didn't look the best, but I think just from making this movie, that's so much fucking yeah. work to get different animation styles and people who can make things look like that. Um, so I'm gonna I'm throw some love there. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is even older than I thought. Ty, I know that's a little um out of left field. I just want to get this point in before I forgot. 1988. That's wild. 1988 got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, deservedly so. It's a fantastic film. Um, but you make a good point about all the different animation styles and everything. And, they had you know, Stan Marsh in this film. They did. Now, how do you think that works? Do you think they <laughs> actually had to? animate stan marsh or do you think they reached out to the because they had to have gotten their permission right so i don't know so they like a lot a lot a lot of this was based on the fact that it is um not the actual characters but parodies Mm -hmm. of the characters so they never once call ugly sonic sonic the hedgehog they call him ugly sonic because they're parodying sonic and the director's gone out and said i have no idea i let the lawyers handle that i don't want to say anything that'll get us sued (laughs) like full-on straight said that he's like i will not comment on how we got these characters in the movie i let the legal team figure that out we just did it (laughs) and i mean they have batman in it this is a disney property they have batman versus (laughs) et that's so fucking awesome (laughs) and obviously that's the joke of you know batman versus superman and everything um so but i wonder how that works like with the stan marsh like did they reach out to the south park guys like hey can we put Stan Marsh in this and can you guys send us a fucking rendering of Stan Marsh? Or did they have to go in and actually animate Stan Marsh? I think it's probably hit and miss. I think they did a lot of Disney stuff. So I think they had a lot of Disney properties and stuff mm-hmm. to pull off of. I think some of the stuff, maybe they re- like the South Park guys seem like they would hundred percent be on board for this. Yeah. Like we just want Stan Marsh sitting in a sauna. And they're like, <laughs> okay, yeah, here you go. <laughs> um, but with the other stuff, like I, I feel like Ugly Sonic, they 100% had to do all of that. Oh, for sure, yeah. And I think it was like even the design was slightly tweaked from the actual Ugly Sonic. I don't know exactly yeah. what was different. Well, but... they put like bags under his eyes, gave him more of like a fucking stomach. Okay. Um, like they made him look a little more tore up than the actual one in the trailer. But it was a, it's parody. They didn't get the right to use Sonic the Hedgehog. They made a different version that's parodying that. And by copyright laws, you're allowed to parody something. Yeah. Um. I just I thought when I saw um, Ugly Sonic was in it, I, I didn't think he was actually gonna like play a role. Like I no, thought he yeah. would just be one off, and no, he was like a prominent side character. Shows up like three different times, yeah. and then saves the day. Yeah, um, the the men's warehouse line. Yeah, that I, was so I random. Di- <laughs> I fucking died laughing. That was so random. He's like, "You're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee it." And then said something. He was like. Yeah, I'm getting away with saying that. Like, no, they're like, yeah, the cop was like, you're never going to get away with this. And he's like, what, the men's warehouse line? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am. <laughs> That's the kind of dumb shit we would write. I fucking loved it so much. That's so fucking funny. It's fantastic, yeah. dude. That's kind of the shit we would write, for sure, for sure. Um, surprised there was no, they did have Tigra. Surprised they didn't have any other, like, Avengers that I remember. Tigra? Tigra, yeah, she was in the old... Uh, Avengers show from like the 80s or whatever she was one of his friends at the like the convention is she well yeah I know that character I didn't think she was MCU I thought she was more No, she's not MCU I'm saying but she was from like an Avengers animated show in like the 80s or whatever an Avengers like Marvel not MCU but Marvel yes oh 
I thought she was like her own thing. No, she was in. If you look at like on the in the movie, the background, um, there's like a a, a poster of like Avengers. Some it's some eighty show. Well, yeah, but I thought that was like a, not like a Marvel eighty show. I thought it was just like a Tigra the superhero thing. That He Man and Skeletor. I thought she was did. more like like with them. No, she's in. Um, I don't know. This is bad. This is horrible research. So let's take a look. The Avengers United They Stand was a 1990s um, animated series. Okay. From a 19, it was it ran only 13 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she fits in with Ugly Sonic and. I'm surprised that they didn't. If you look at it from that show, that's like the exact same character design. But I'm surprised they didn't do like an actual Avenger reference because Disney owns it. But maybe they thought that would have been played out. They had Aunt Man. Oh yeah, they See, had I Aunt just, Man. They I'm had Paul forgetting. Rudd himself. Yeah, in this Paul film. Rudd was in this. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> How do you think they got Paul Rudd to do this? I think they were on the set for Ant Man three, and they're just like, "Hey, we need you to fill this commitment real quick. It's gonna take like Paul Rudd's like thirty minutes." Paul Rudd's been in, like, movies with Seth Rogen and all of them. Like, his friend group in comedies. Yeah. I, guess I think he's part of the group. And they're just like, hey, but dude, with you want to do this? But with COVID, do you think they filmed that real quick on, like, the Ant-Man and the Wa- Ant-Man Quantumanium set? Didn't what? they do that? Didn't did James film Gunn do during, that? Did this film during COVID? James Gunn did do, um, like, Suicide Squad and Guardians or something like that. Like, Marvel let did him finish shooting re- Suicide Squad shit. Yeah, didn't he have to go back and... It was like a cameo. It was the... um. No, it was the um, flash scene in Peacemaker. They used the Guardians like equipment because that was like a last minute um, cameo, pretty much. I think that's what the story is. And they, the Disney let them use the Guardians like crew or set or whatever the fuck it was to just film that real quick. Yeah. So, not just Flash, also Jason Momoa. Let's not forget about him. Yeah. Notably, not Superman. No. Henry Cavill. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Ranger was released. It doesn't say when this filmed. I don't think this is a COVID thing. I think they just have to Paul Rudd show up. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Key elements, Ty. What did you give this? <clears throat> Jay, I had a blast with this film. I think it was very meta. I think the comedy worked throughout. I think it was fun. It was on the nose. It was very like self-referential of like, hey, we were small-time stars, and now we're trying to be big again. It's getting the even 20. Wow. I think it works from a family standpoint, a comedy standpoint, a meta standpoint. I think this is the perfect family movie. I think this has perfect. something. I think this has, in something terms of in terms of vibes and how many people like creating a family movie, you're kind of have a very wide reaching audience. Yeah, I think this is a perfect film to where it has something for everyone. They're putting that on the Disney Plus, like yeah. Reviews. If we make it big, that's on like the trailer. I was gonna say like they'll put that on the DVD box, but do they still make DVDs for Disney Plus movies? No, I don't think so. I, I've got to imagine no. Crazy, crazy how that technology's just died. Um, I rated it significantly lower. Wow, I, I don't know significantly. I gave it a fifteen. Fit that's pretty. That's twenty five percent. Um, I just yeah, that is twenty five percent. I thought you fucked up that math. Nope. I I just um, I, I get where you're coming from, and I respect it, and I do think this is a family movie that everyone will enjoy. Like I said, I I didn't find myself laughing as much. It was almost a weird thing where it was like I was watching it, and it was like some of the meta comedy. I was like. Oh, that's like kind of funny, but then like I wasn't like actually laughing. Mm. Like this movie seemed like a blast to make, and again, it's not a bad movie, and I, you know, I enjoyed like the way the direction they took with it, but I just didn't find myself laughing as much, you know. I get it, but it's ter- in terms of like the the slop of all the characters and kind of giving credit to the old Rescue Rangers but making it new. Like I'm sure they did a great job with that. Maybe I'll have to talk to Ricky about it and see what he thinks as a Rescue Ranger super fan. Yeah. But then again, he hates any and all reboots, so I can't oh. tell. I don't know. I mean, this is very much they didn't want to reboot either in this, so. And that's all that's meta too is the whole thing percent. is like about how they don't want to reboot and at the end it's Yeah. Oh, we'll finally sign you on for a reboot and that's like the movie. Yeah. Surprised they didn't end it like Nick Cage where this movie ended with them filming on set. Yeah. It would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been the exact same ending. I wonder if that was the ending, but they cut it after watching... Unbearable weight. Yeah. Talent. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, we can't do that right after he just did that. Do you think this gets a sequel? I I would imagine so. Did you watch the post-credit scene? No. no. Oh, it's just... It's them on stage, like... I don't remember exactly what they're doing, 
but it's just like them on stage like at a, at the fan fest i think and then there's darkwing duck oh yeah i did i did yeah. watch it okay are we getting a, a, a sequel with Darkwing Duck being the villain? I think we're probably just getting a Darkwing Duck series because I know that's actually been like rumored to be in the works. Yeah, no, I think that either is either a series or a movie. But do they make a sequel out of this? Do I, they try to turn this into a franchise? I think so. I think the the public reception of this has been very very good. Um, I think a lot of people have liked this movie. Like I'm saying, very wide reaching audience. I think everyone's kind of liked it. Um, I I don't see why they want it. It makes so much sense to do another one. Now, would you rather rather because here's what they could do with this actually, Ty, um, and I think this is the direction they're going to go with this. At least if I was on their team, this would be the direction I am telling them to go. Sorry, I'm trying to type and talk at the same time. Um, trying to find. Okay, so if I'm Disney right now, yeah. my strategy is I'm creating a cinematic universe out of these characters. So I am going to make a. And this includes a potential Chippendale sequel, but I'm creating a Darkwing Duck series, a okay. show, a movie, sorry. Yep. Um, that's the 90s cartoon. Because you had, like, the Disney Channel Afternoons or whatever it was called in the 90s. Yeah. Um, I'm creating a Tailspin movie. I'm creating a Gargoyles movie. I'm creating a Recess movie if I, I need to. I think Gargoyles is – they're making a new Gargoyles already. I'm making all this. DuckTales, I know they rebooted the show. I'm making a movie. And it's all in this same universe where it's people – and cartoons in this kind you know what i mean and they're it, it's very uh, meta that they are playing you know these are like the actors behind the shows kind of deal so you could still have the new ducktail show on disney and then have the movie kind of be the like almost behind the scenes of the show you know what i mean kind of deal yeah and i'm tying all these together there doesn't have to be a big ass fucking team up movie like marvel but i'm creating a universe where all this kind of exists in this kind of this world because the reason this movie works, I don't say the only reason, but a big reason is this world that created and it worked in that regard. And I, I think it would be cool to do it that way rather than make a gargoyles movie or make a Darkwing duck show where they're not taking that same approach, you know, when this works so well, that's what I'm doing. I, I think they reboot all of these and then throw them in to the next Chippendales. <laughs> okay. I did. Cause I, I think a lot of them are going to have series and stuff. I think this worked really good. I don't know if they just full on keep doing this type of thing. They can Disney plus it. You know, I think they should, they can a hundred percent, but I a hundred percent. We're going to see more of dark wing duck and those kind of characters in the inevitable sequel. Goof troop. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I've never I love the goofy of that. movies. Goof troop with goofy and max. You don't know who Map Max is? I've seen the the Goofy movie. Yeah, that's pretty much that's Goof Troop is, is it just like all those characters. That? Yeah. Okay, I'm all in. The Goofy movie is fantastic. Me and Riley randomly watched. This was forever ago. I was still living with my parents, but we randomly watched the Goofy movie too. Still holds up. I haven't watched two. It's uh, it was my favorite when I was a kid because he goes off to college and is like, Dad's still trying to be friends with him, and he's like, Dad, leave me alone. I'm a college student now. Blah blah blah. And like, the, pretty much the climax of the movie is his dad. Max is training for like this X Games event, and like his his enemy. I, I don't want to oh, spoil the movie. Have, for maybe you. I have seen it then. I don't want to spoil the movie for you, but it's like Goofy and his son and Max doing this like X Games event. Does Goofy do like skiing in that. I think so. I don't remember. I just remember there was like they're bicycling, they're bicycling, they're bicycling <laughs> and rollerblading, and there's like a giant ramp they had to jump or something. Maybe I have seen that. Here's your random Rotten Tomatoes movie score: the Goofy movie, number one. A Goofy movie, the original 1995 film. 87. 61. That's low. That feels really low. That's too low. This movie's only an hour and 18 minutes long. That's Are you serious? Yeah. It's really fucking short. Hour 18? Yes. Goofy movie 2, 63. What'd you say the first one had? 61. Got better. An extremely goofy movie. Is that the name of it? Yeah. An hour, 19 minutes. <laughs> okay. 48 audience. That's disgusting. Ooh, see the first one seventy audience. Disgusting characters. Ty, what'd you give this? So look, I'm a big fan of multiple characters and everything coming together. With that being said, these characters weren't that stand out. No. I mean, they were fun and they got into a lot of shenanigans, and I had a lot of fun with everything. <laughs> um, Is that the first time you think you've ever said shenanigans on the podcast? Maybe. All right. This feels like a movie that where shenanigans happened. <laughs> um i really like jk simmons and literally everything he's in i think he's the best voice actor in the world right now oh i i can't tell you one other thing he does voice acting and that's not a slight on jk simmons that's just my ignorance jk simmons is like incredibly busy in voice acting let me let me just roll through these for you first off off the top of my head invincible what's that 
um, the animated superhero show. Oh, the Amazon Prime one where his dad is the evil superhero? Yep. Watched the first episode of that. Didn't watch a single episode after. I It was my favorite show last year. He kills his dad at the end, right? You could tell me. No. No? No. Wow. His dad's a fucking badass. <laughs> Let me tell you. I thought the, the climax of season one was going to be him killing his dad. They get in a big-ass fight scene at least, right? They do. He's a badass. It's fucking incredible. It's like my favorite. It's probably my favorite fight scene of last year, even though it's animated. And they explain why he's evil and stuff now, right? They do. I'm, I'm assuming. They do. I feel like I just want to watch the whole season in like 45 minutes. Is that possible? Just binge it. Just fucking binge it. They're not that so long. Much to watch. I, mean, I think it's like eight episodes. How many episodes is it? It's eight episodes. They're all like 40-ish minutes. It's a very easy binge. Uh, J.K. Simmons, he's in that. He's in Zootopia. Marmaduke. Uh, Gravity Falls. Kung Fu Panda. Um, oh, Kung Fu Panda. He played in, in Megamind. He did The Legend of Korra, the the uh, Avatar The Last Airbender spinoff. He was in Klaus, the like really critically acclaimed um, animated movie. I don't know if it won anything. Right, he is in Marmaduke. I just he was in like- Justice League? Or is this animated? No, he's in, in Justice League. Commissioner Gordon? He played Commissioner Gordon? Yeah, in the Justice League movie. Wow. J.K. Simmons is fantastic as a voice actor. He's a fantastic actor in general, I should should say. But I feel like he just has such a distinct voice that like, whenever he is in something animated, it's just like, oh, that's that guy. That's fair. How old do you think he is? He's got to be in like his 70s, right? 67. Yeah. What'd you give it? What, what'd you give characters? Did I? Did I not, no. 13? 13. I gave it a 12. So I thought I was going to give it lower because I usually give less respect to voice acting than you. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like you said, it's kind of just like it's a different character than what was in the show, but you're also kind of building off of that at the same time. And it's there's not a lot of character. Like part of the meta-ness of it is the police captain literally just being like, no, I want money. Like yeah, it's not. It's fantastic, but it's not like incredible character. well arcs. thought out villain and everything yeah. like a Marvel movie sometimes. It's just like, no. And again, much like that plot being so low for me all of that just works to lay the groundwork of a very very funny enjoyable film yeah that's you, you don't want to try too hard exactly and they didn't try too hard no uh the one main live action character the police um assistant officer, officer whatever she is thoughts on her performance um she seemed like she was acting with a lot of animated characters and that might have been not her forte <laughs> i think that's probably something very very hard to do when you're the only one on set being filmed <laughs> is she the only human there's the teacher at the beginning who's in it for f- 10 seconds yeah is that, is that it Why there's the dog basically it's very minimal like you see a lot of like background people and yeah. stuff and like there's humans throughout but in terms of like speaking roles that's that's kind of it yeah i think it is crazy i didn't really think about that she didn't do that good but i can't blame her so i'm not gonna hold her too much like too accountable there you're just acting off of nothing <laughs> yeah yeah you are um 12 like i said kind of middle of the road for me but that's yeah. good that's fine that's all this movie needed yep enjoyment's high i gave this i gave us a 14 out of 20 i'm putting it right up there with sonic the hedgehog 2 uh, my same score as Green Book and Sonic, like I mentioned. Same score as Forrest Gump. Same score as Power of the Dog, all for different reasons. Not a cinematic masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, but a fun watch, rewatchable. Can watch it with kids and stuff. Um, and, you know, makes me want to watch a second one if they make another one or another, you know, 90s remake movie that follows the same kind of universe premise. Yeah, I. Again, I had a blast with this. I think the rewatchability is very high. I think there's a lot of scenes where there's a lot of stuff going on. And if you rewatch it, you're going to catch different things yeah. that are going to make you laugh. Like, I'm sure there's so many more of those movie posters that would get me fucking cracking up. Oh, well, I've watched all the, like, the Easter egg videos and stuff. So. Yeah, I haven't. I'm sure it's fantastic because there's probably a lot. Um, when they open up all the bootleg characters, me and Victoria were on that, like, three times looking for all the different people and shit. There's, like, a Phineas and Ferb one. Yeah. Um, Jiminy Cricket's right in front and center on the screen. He looks weird as shit. There's a Patrick the Star. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of fun to be had in this movie. So easy to watch. Very quick and easy. Hour 30. Mm-hmm. Um, good humor. I had a really good time. I gave it an 18. <laughs> wow. What a turn. Yeah. What a, f- I said what no a to face watching turn this. for Tyler. I said no to watching this, and I'm I'm not going to be stingy. You said, oh, you're going to give it 15 points lower. 
He had a higher, higher score than, than you. I gave it probably yeah. 15 points lower. I had a lot of fun with this movie. I really, really, really liked it. And I think a lot of people will. So I'll be transparent. I bumped up one of my scores. I honestly, to be also more transparent, I don't remember which one. Maybe it was enjoyment. Because I was sitting at a 64, and that just felt wrong. Because by our standards, a 65-plus is a fresh movie on Rotten Tomatoes. And I just I could never see myself giving this a rotten. You know what I mean? So I bumped a category up one. I think it was enjoyment. And I landed at a 65 out of 100, Ty. I'm 10 points higher, 75. I'm happy. I'm happy for you. You know, you and Riley always talk about how big of movie snobs you are. And you always fucking discredit my movie knowledge and my taste in movies and Correct. everything. Yeah. Um, 100%. Which is just ridiculous if you ask me. And I'm glad you enjoyed a movie like this. I, It was a lot of fun. I'm not going to be the fucking stick my nose in the air. I had a fucking blast with this kind of kids movie that had a lot of adult humor in it. Yeah. You know, Fantastic. like I always talk about movies I think my parents will like. Don't think they'd like this one. Really? Not going to lie. No disrespect to you, Dad. I don't know if you're listening to this. They listen to some pods. Um, I think those meta jokes go over his head. The Uncanny Valley. Yeah, I think that all, like, I think that goes over his head. How about that Shrek body wash? Do you remember that? Because I remember that Shrek body wash. I don't remember that, but one of the Easter egg videos I watched, they were like, that was a real thing. I I remember that 100% because I was fucking, you ask my parents, I could probably recite Shrek when I was seven. (laughs) Like, beginning to end, that was the only movie I watched. I, I may have owned that Shrek body wash at, like, one point in time, but I very much remember it. I'm looking, it was Shrek 2 is when they started making it. That makes sense ogre apple they had like a normal bottle looking that had like a shrek top with donkey and then they had like a one that had more shrek's head so i don't think it was the exact one. Oh, here's one that looked like the one from the movie either way yeah i'm sure you probably did i mean i may or may not have owned it but i very much remember it made me laugh i'm sure you owned one of them you know one of the the licensed body washes that they charge you two dollars more for even though it's the exact same possibly you can let your kid get a shrek body wash when they're older younger well you don't have a kid but your future child I'm gonna, they're like five, you're gonna get them like a licensed body wash. Let me tell you right now, Jay. They want a Shrek body wash. Tears gonna fall from my eyes. <laughs> like I'm raising a child who understands culture. A culture child. Um, that gives it a final score of 70 out of 100. Tie, putting it what 75th, 76th. Yep. Out of 100 and shit, 35 movies. So it's around middle of the pack, a little bit lower than middle of the pack. We've watched a lot of good movies. Only 70, flat 70 we've ever given out. One ahead of Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Don't look up. Army of the Dead. It's all one ahead of those. It's one and a half behind Eurovision, Outside the Wire. The Northman, which we just watched. So, two completely different movies. I mean, couldn't be more different. Um, We gave Sonic 2 a 67 and a half. That feels similar to this, where, like, it's something that everyone's going to enjoy. We probably gave Sonic 2 a little bit more love in, like, the technical categories type thing. I think characters too, because Jim Carrey. I just love me some Jim Carrey. Right. Jim Carrey is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. Well, I mean, I gave Sonic two points higher than this movie, and you gave it two points lower, or no, seven points lower than. So I, I viewed Sonic two and this movie around the same. I this movie for me, rightfully is notch above. It's a lot fair. of fun. That's I fair. I'm shocked that you don't think your parents would like this. I feel like they would understand a little bit more of the references and I, enjoy that part. I feel they I, they missed the Chippendale boat from a watching it standpoint. I mean, my mom was, I think Chippendale aired when it was like 1990. I think it said she was 13, 14. That's kind of past that kind of generation. My dad was even older. Yeah. 16, 17, wherever, however old he was. And I, I just don't think he they, they will get the meta-ness of it. I really don't. Okay. I, I, I want you to have them watch that. I accuse this, you, so. you and Riley of being movie snobs. I'm kind of movie snobbing my parents right now. Big time. Big time Over Chippendale now. Rescue Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> my dad literally texted me on Saturday, whatever day I watched this, Friday, like, any good movie wrecks? And they watched The Lost City. It was already on Peacock. They had lo- watched all my wrecks. And I was like, Chippendales came out. I don't know if you'll like it. And he's like, nah. And then I was like, Death on the Nile on HBO Max? And they didn't watch that. So What did they watch? I don't know. Some fucking Back to the Future? <laughs> <laughs> no, he texted me what they were watching. It was something I had never heard of. Um... It, you, this is horrible right Your homework. SWAT. Is that? He, I think that's the guy from, I think that has the guy from uh, Sonic 2 in it. He, because he, uh, yep. So, um, I don't you, know. I just pulled that right our, out the fucking top of my head. This is our exact conversation. Ha, have a, need a good movie recommendation. 
Swat's said, a TV show. Wait a minute. <laughs> I said, have you watched The Lost City? Yes. Don't watch Firestarter. It's crap. Yeah. Chippendale Rescue Rangers actually looks good. It released today on Disney. We're about to watch it, but I don't know if you'll like it. He said, anything else? Six question marks. <laughs> I said, um, Death on the Nile on HBO Max is okay. Will mom like it? I didn't respond for an hour and a half. I said, mm-hmm. I didn't see this. I'm sorry. No worries. And I said, did you start it? No. And he said, watching SWAT. It's good. And that was it. <laughs> that was the conversation. So he either watched the TV show SWAT starring the fake husband turned real husband in Sonic 2. Okay. Or he watched the 2003 action thriller starring Colin Farrell, Samuel L. Jackson, Jeremy Renner, Michelle Rodriguez, LL Cool J. That's a fucking banger cast. <laughs> um, that movie sitting at a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a banger cast, though. I'm intrigued by it. You know I love Colin Farrell. Samuel L. Jackson's a given. Jeremy Renner, I didn't think he really did anything before Hawkeye. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez, Fast and Furious. Yeah. LL Cool J. I don't, cool I don't know what he's doing there. <laughs> he's Oliver in a few Martina. movies. He's in some other movies. What else? He's in... um, Like Notable? I haven't seen any of these. I will say when you type up LL Cool J, his it's overview... Movies and TV shows, and then albums. I don't know if that's just like across the board how they do it. I would assume so. I mean, lip sync battle comes up very early on. That's obvious. I've I've never I've never seen any movie he's in. Charlie's Angels. Take that back. He's in Rugrats Go Wild. Wow, good for him. Next week we're reviewing the Bob's Burgers movie tie. It's between Bob's Burgers movie and the new Top Gun. He's Top Gun. Neighbor, he's in Neighbors 2 also. Pretty funny movie. Top Gun is actually getting some good reviews. Very, very good reviews. Um, I'm just sick of that fucking trailer. I've never seen the original Top Gun. 97% for Top Gun. Woo! I feel like that might be what we need to watch, actually. What do you mean? Top Gun instead of Bob's Burgers. Or we could do two podcasts next week. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm traveling out of town on Wednesday. Tuesday. Wednesday. So we'll have to figure that out. Okay. Um, but next week, we are, Riley really wants to see the Bob's Burger movie, so I told her we watch that. We could always push Top Gun a week back. I don't know our exact schedule. We, we have it laid out, but right Top after, Gun will be reviewed at some point. I will say Here's that. the deal, Jay. Is we just got to find a way to do an extra podcast because right after we have the uh, Adam Sandler Hustle movie. We'll double week it that week. Adam yeah, Sandler Hustle is at home. We could watch that and go see Top Gun. Yeah. That was one movie theater per week. Uh, movie theater movie because then after that we're just going on a fucking heater of jurassic world dominion gotta watch that in theaters I haven't seen the second one like really is this the third one really bad ending do i need to see it i can yes. i just like it watch very a much video? sets up maybe that's probably fine okay. very much sets up this next one though um light year after that okay the elvis movie okay minions the rise of Gru. yep <laughs> thor love and thunder that's very close so not next week, but the week following, we'll have two episodes. Top Gun Maverick and the Hustle movie. Yeah, Bob's Burgers movie, 93% Rotten Tomatoes. So it's not like we're, you know, sacrificing here. Both seem to be fantastic films. Good time to be the podcast. Um, I will. I will. We got to get this figured out here and now, Jay. Obi-Wan Kenobi series is dropping on Friday. Okay. You're very notably not a Star Wars guy, but you committed. I'll watch it. We're, we're talking about that show. Because we've never talked let's, about Star Wars shows. Let's watch it, and if there's something to talk about, there's something to talk about. Okay. The following week... Is it talkable? The following week, Miss Marvel drops also. And that's the question we have to ask ourselves with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is it talkable or not talkable? If it's not talkable, then we'll just not talk about it next week, and then we'll just start with Miss Marvel. I I have a feeling it'll be much more talkable than Miss <laughs> Marvel. If I had to put my money on something, this series seems like it'll be significantly better than the Miss Marvel series. So I haven't seen any trailer for the Obi-Wan... Kenobi show. Oh, I don't want to see any trailers. It's so fucking good, Jay. I know it's obviously in the eyes of Obi Wan Kenobi or whatever. Like, yeah. I wish they would just make like a Darth Vader anti-hero show. That's um, what I want. That's believe it or not, there's three movies. It's the uh, prequel trilogy. No, but actual Darth Vader, okay. not Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Darth Vader. Okay. After he's Vader, bro. Come on. Just being Vader. Yes. Doing Vader things. Yes. I, who knows? It very well could be like an Obi-Wan Vader, Obi-Wan Vader in this. I've never seen any Star Wars movie besides number seven and number nine in Rogue One. Never seen episode three? No. Jay. Correct me if I'm wrong. We've never gotten prime Vader. Um, We've gotten like... We got a hallway hallway scene in Rogue One. That's it, right? That's Coolest shit ever. Prime, Best Vader. Isn't four through six, like, he's kind of a little old? 
I mean, not, I mean, he's still a badass, but he's not like top of his powers, right? Here's the, I mean, he's very much like top of his powers, badass. It's just that the, you know, what they could do on camera back then, the, the action. So it's isn't not Prime great. Vader. It's not that. It doesn't. It technically, I think, like in canon, probably is. It's just not that great though, like action sequence wise. So this will be Prime Vader. This is yeah, same right actors, there. right? Obi Wan. I know Chris uh, Anderson, whatever the fuck his name is, Lloyd Chris Anderson. What the hell's his name? Hayden Anakin. Christensen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fuck did you get Lloyd? I don't know. I don't know. I, I was just stunned because I didn't even know who you were talking about. I know he's in it. Is the original Obi-Wan in it? You Not the original. I think it's dead. Well, it's I mean, very the, dead. The prequel Obi-Wan. Fucking Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Isn't he all this shit now, too? He's like in his 50s. I don't know. Ewan McGregor plays Obi-Wan. Who plays Obi-Wan in the original movies? Do they even look alike? Mm, no, Ewan McGregor's really. 51. I'm sorry, Ewan. You are not as old as I thought. No, not even. Not even close. Original Obi-Wan Kenobi. Alec Guinness. Known for the Guinness Book of World Records. What? No, nah, I just made that up. Oh, you're a fucking <laughs> dick. It's, how many he, of those uh, is he in? Huh? How many of those is he in? Two? One or two? I don't... He dies. I just don't know if it's in four or five. He was born in 1914. Yeah, that's, that's how old we're talking. He's dead now. That's before the, the movie 1917. <laughs> That's before that movie took place. Oh, man. <laughs> You're fucking funny, Ty. I mean, he played an old guy in an old in a movie from 50 years ago. Yeah. Which, that's crazy that the original Star Wars is like over 50 years now, old. Here's, here's the issue with, you know, kind of like recasting younger people and everything. You see the shots of this man, right? Mm-hmm. You see what he looks like? This show takes place directly before the events of this, the original, like, Star Wars. I thought it was directly after 3. Or is it directly before four, or just sometime in the it's, middle? Well, either way, it's in between that little like grace period there, which is mm-hmm. where Rogue One takes place. Also, um, Ewan McGregor looks twenty five years younger than the person who plays old Ben Kenobi. Well, as we've talked about, you can age someone up. It's the de aging that can get really dicey. Yeah. So we'll see. They didn't. They didn't really age him up for the show, though. He looks very much like Ewan McGregor. What about? Well, never mind. He's in a mask the whole time. Ben Christensen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what, like, wonder if he's, because, like, do you think when they film, he's actually in the suit? Well, that's what I don't know, is because, like, Darth Vader was James very James Earl Jones, yeah. very iconic voice, and then there's another dude who doesn't get a lot of love in the suit. Like, what's Hayden Christensen doing in this? Are we getting flashbacks? It's got to be flashbacks, right? Because I doubt he's going to be the one in the suit. What's the point of the Darth Vader suit? Is it just he's so ugly, he's insecure? No, he Same gets, reason why. Watch episode three, Jay. Well, I know he gets burned to death. So yeah, he's he gets, ugly. Just a, well, I mean, he just like loses three limbs and gets burned to death. Oh. So the suit like keeps him alive, I think, kind of. So it's not like um, Adam Driver who wears a mask just because his nose is so fucking big and he's self he's insecure about it. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why he wears the mask. I think that's canon. <laughs> <laughs> is Babu Freak going to be in this? My all-time mm-hmm. favorite Star Wars character. Not a chance we get any Babu Freak. I don't think the timelines line up. It was like 30 years prior to Babu Freak. Is it Babu Frick, not Babu Freak? I think it's Frick. Again, I've only seen three Star Wars movies. He's my all-time favorite. I literally Google Babu Frick, and the, one of the first photos that comes up, it says, Babu Frick is the best part of Star Wars Episode Nine. Care to comment? It's the only good part of Episode Nine. <laughs> what are you talking about? That movie was fucking terrible. And you gave it like a 79. Way too high. I've admitted Look, man, they the got cinematography me. was good. The ci- look, the, the cinematography was good, and she's talking to all the fucking Force ghosts, and you get Hayden Christensen and everyone talking to her. That gets you as a Star Wars fan, and you leave the theater like, oh, fuck, they did that. And then you leave the theater for like a week later, you're thinking, you're like, what? That was a really fucking bad movie. <laughs> she called herself fucking Leia Skywalker. Or not Leia, whatever the fuck. Ray, Ray Skywalker. Ray Skywalker. That's how much I care about these movies. Um, a little bit of a tangent here. Let's wrap up, Ty. Random Rotten Tomato movie score. It was originally going to be whatever I said it was. I already forgot. Green Dude. Oh, yeah. Gumby. Gumbo. Whatever. The, yeah, yeah, Gumby. Instead, Chippendale. I feel like I've done this movie before, but I also say that like every week. Okay. It's a movie, Chips. 2017. Buddy Cop movie starring Michael Pena. Oh, who else? Dak Shepard. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio. That's actually Dak Shepard directed that. Um, very, very inspired. Very big movie for him. And, and he wrote it. Yeah, just fucking terrible. 2017. So I like him as like an actor, too. Have you seen this? 
I have. Okay, you didn't know the movie when I first said it, but you have seen it. Yeah, no, well, that's why I asked who it was because I, I remember it now. Very bad film. 113 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. 17% is my guess. <gasps> you were close, my guy. 19%. Oh, no. I've never gotten within two. Yeah, you have you gotten within one? No, I haven't gotten within Talk one. to the mic, fool. You're I haven't gotten within. I'm sorry. I'm just. You've gotten within one. You 100% have. Oh. I can't find it. I don't. I. A smart man would have been keeping a sheet of these. <laughs> yeah, we would have like a history of what I've done. <laughs> and I don't know when this started because I didn't, I've never put it in the title. I mean, I, it'll be in the title when you hit it. Actually, no, because I want it to be a surprise. Oh, maybe just like big reveal at ending. Yeah. And I think that'll be it. I think you don't say be a good friend, everyone. I think you'll just get the score and then we'll play like some celebration noises. Just and then right just, off into the sunset. Yeah. Or maybe you'll say be a good maybe friend. Maybe it's the last episode we ever do. As soon as I hit that, we're done. We're retiring from the podcast industry. <laughs> Okay, Ty, I see how it is. Um, we'll, don't, we'll Brett Favre it afterwards. We'll come back. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But I'm thinking maybe like a celebratory week off. I know. We haven't really taken any breaks. Um, That's love of the game. <laughs> I don't need a vacation when I love what I do. <laughs> love of the game. That's all I got for you, Ty. Um, next week, Bob's Burger. Bob Burger? Yes. We're doing Bob's Burger movie. Um, maybe Top Gun Maverick. Obi-Wan. Following week. We just talked about this. We said maybe. Bob's Burger's next you. week. Top Gun and Adam Sandler movie the following week. Obi-Wan series, possibly, if it's worth talking about. Okay, yeah. You get so mad at me, Jay. Just calm down. (laughs) It's not that big of a deal, guy. Sorry. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.